Hello, everybody. This is the CNC Show. My name is Cody Schmidt, and I'm Chris Bell. We are rebranding the CNC Show. Some of you might actually have heard the original episodes, or actually, I think they're still online somewhere. This is a rebranding of the show. It's kind of a reboot, so to speak. Uh, my friend Chris here, well, he's, he's had a couple days off, but he did 205 days in a row working straight as an hourly employee. He's also a manager at a local medical facility. So that's all we'll say. But he's going to tell a story as to why this came to be and kind of his experience. I actually did some research, and the most I could find in this is the United States, I didn't look in the world, but in the United States, the most somebody ever did, an hourly employee of sorts, like hourly Monday, you know, just working every day through overtime and all that stuff, because Chris was paid. This was not, he was, just didn't volunteer because that'd be suicide. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, he. The most a person's ever seen that I could see on record was like, 80, like 84 days is the most I ever saw. So, Chris, hey, Guinness Book World Records, you got your new champion by far. So, Chris, I want to ask you, what led to this in the first place? Why? What made you decide that, you know, to start doing this many days, how did it happen to be? Well, basically, Cody, what, how it happened to be is, you know, of course, we were in the pandemic. And even though where I work, we weren't... The, the department that I work for wasn't affected by the pandemic, so to speak. We're affected by the post-pandemic. True. And what I mean by that is the post-pandemic is everybody was so used to staying home. They got all that free money. You know, government paid you to stay home. By God, you're going to stay home. So, and then basically what happened is I had lost a few employees, not that they were great employees to begin with, but we won't go into that right now. But we just, the applications went out. Sure, we'd get one or two, you know, apply, they get hired. It wasn't for them. Sure. I mean, I, I had uh, a young kid come in and he wanted a $20 an hour to do what I've been doing. <laughs> well, I don't even get, or, you know, I get around there. Sure. There's no way a young kid is going to come into a new building with no experience asking for $20 an hour. Wow. I was going to ask you if he had experience or not, but he oh, had none. He, he had experience in trying to feed a bunch of bologna to people. That's what his experience was. <laughs> uh, so he was a snake oil salesman, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, and not a good one at that. <laughs> um, but I think in his... And his thing is he has, he's a product of that entitlement generation, you know, the participation award. Right. You know, when, when you and I were growing up, there was first, second, and third. Mm -hmm. Now there's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And because you showed up, you would get this little trophy. Exactly. And, and that's where, that's where he was from. But, you know, back to with the people that we'd hire, we'd hire that type of individual they'd only work a month and then they they couldn't do it. it it was hard for them to get the job down or because i was there they just relied on me to get everything done and sure you can't rely on the manager to do everything or to be there all the time exactly and he actually started oh geez i think he was there around november december of 2021 so just a few months ago and that was around my 100th time day or whatever so the applicant the applicants just weren't there sure you, you it was like pulling teeth it was basically a dry well yeah very dry very dry well and i don't know if you noticed but you know i know this too from working in the medical field as well it seems at least here in the area that we live it's probably i think it's nationwide too but just in the medical field it's hard to get staff of any place it it is and you know when you look at where the pandemic was right you know you residents that you know we dealt with or sure. that we continue to deal with they were locked away from their families they were um so to work in a facility like what we work in you know it's hard to see those residents like that mm -hmm. a lot of your you know nursing staff, dietary staff, whatever staff, they can't handle that part. And I think they can't handle the long hours either. No. 
I mean, you go, everyone says going to war is tough. We were going to war every day. You were. I mean, you were, were you going to come out with the COVID that day or were you not? It was Russian roulette. It was. You didn't know. Yeah. And for the longest time, there was a day, there was a time in, you know, where I worked that we had three people positive in COVID. Wow. They were out for two weeks at least. Back when the restrictions were a lot more strict than they are now. Yep. Back before the vaccines and everything else. And wow. So it's Russian roulette. Sure. I mean, it's still Russian roulette now. It's just I've gotten the blank chamber every time when it comes to COVID. Man. It. So I'm guessing because of the fact you just didn't have the staff, you decided to take it upon yourself to basically fill those roles. Yeah, well, where I've come from, you know, I've been in the the field for since 2004. Okay. It, was, it was the first job that I got by myself. Oh, wow. You know, I, I worked as a hotel maid or a cleaning person. I don't want to call myself a maid, but a <laughs> housekeeper. Sure. But I worked with my mom on the weekends and over a summer. Oh, you did? Yeah. So, and I got, I started working about 14 so when when that that started my drive to work when i started in the where i'm at now in the dietary department i got you know the job from my best friend at the time oh wow and i was only supposed to be a dishwasher and i never was hired as i was hired as a dishwasher but never dishwashed until like three years after i was hired <laughs> so they threw me into dietary and that's where i've been so i've I went from the, the bottom of the barrel and I worked up through every shift, every position that there was to get to the top. And then when I had to move up to where I live now, I had to start at the bottom again. But this time I actually learned how to be a cook. So I still had all those, those building blocks. Right. But I was working under managers that <laughs> I had two different managers. They were a complete 180 from each other. One was, uh, you know, you gotta do it this way, this way, you know, you need to show up to work, you know, you do it my way or else. Right. And then I had the manager that, she didn't care if you showed up to work, it seemed. I mean, she was in her office every single day on her phone or doing computer work. And I, when I was in my previous uh, hometown, I became a supervisor and I was working alongside my staff with you know that uh do it my way or else manager with highway kind of mentality so i i've always been the one to help my staff and it's i guess i came up with the the mentality of i don't do it who will it's a good mentality to have yeah i mean we can't take a day off no i mean if when you put your loved one in a facility that we work in the staff there become the family to that resident. Right, they do. And if I wouldn't want my grandma or grandpa or mom or dad to not have someone care for them, so why would I not care for them? Right. So that's, and that's where it's like, yeah, it's hard work, but at the same time, if I don't do it, who's going to? Exactly. And yeah, there's a lot of cost to that, but at the end of the day, I know where my, I know where I stand in my position. Right. Without the the elderly that I work with, there would be no Chris at this at the building. Sure. So if they all were to up and leave that building, you're done. Yeah, there goes my job. Exactly. That's so a, it's very important to protect their lives, and a lot of people didn't understand that. And a lot of people still don't understand that. No. Or some don't care. You know, one of the two. Yeah don't care don't understand until you're there you will never understand right unless you work in that field this is going to be the nursing home but something along those lines even yeah. if you work in a nursing home you got a lot of people that they just treat it as a job yeah it's a paycheck to them right and you know the ones that it's obvious yeah if, if you're going to treat what we do as a, a paycheck every two weeks every month whatever however you get paid you need to get you need to find a different line of work. I would venture to say 
if that was how you yourself viewed it, there's no way you'd been doing 205 days. There's no, no way. You would have been pissed. You would have been, you know. Yeah, I, why, what, what benefit do I get out of working 205 exactly. days in a row? No, no benefit. There's none. The only benefit I get, Cody, is the fact that I can say, I worked 205 days. Right. I worked so you guys could have your day off. Right. Breaking rights. Yeah. I yeah. worked because you didn't want to work or you wanted your vacation or you called in sick. I'm the one that covered your shift. Exactly. So, you know, and just last week, I uh, learned a different, not a different department, but I learned how to do the laundry. Oh, really? Because where we work, you know, we have, you know, napkins that we fold our silverware in and we send it out, you know, like uh, cloth napkins. We wrap sure. our silverware. Well, there was Sunday, Sunday evenings, we wouldn't have enough uh, napkins to wrap our silverware. Sure. So I asked Laundry, train me how to do the washer and dryer. I'll do our whatever. And so we have it. So I learned how to do that. Oh, wow. So, and I told someone else, I said, if you take a lot of stuff on your plate, they can't get rid of you. You're too valuable. Yeah. So I've, I've worked myself into a very valuable situation and I haven't broke a sweat since doing it. Exactly. You know, one thing I've, you know, for give some context, I've been talking to Chris this whole time. He's been doing this too. That's always amazed me how he hasn't, I mean, I, I couldn't do it. I'll be flat out. I, I don't know many that could without pulling their hair out or just getting upset. Yeah. As <laughs> you can see, I don't have a hair. Yeah, Chris, I feel they're kind of, he's got a little more bald than I am, I guess, but not, not by a whole lot. I got a gray beard <laughs> in my, in my, uh, I don't know, mustache type thing. Mustache goatee thing. But it always impressed me about you, how, you know, you just never really seem to get rattled, you know, except with some of the staffing situations and stuff. Now, that explains, you know, why you ended up doing... Now, what made you decide... Because there had to have been some days along the road where it's like, man, I could use a day off. What made you decide, I'm just going to keep... I know you told me there was like a... You had, was it, you had 50 some days in a row, I think it was? That's when you first kind of... I was like, wow, you worked that many days? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got the hiccups. But anyway, I was like, I couldn't get over that. I was like, that many... I mean, that's crazy. Nobody really ever does that many. I thought, you know, there was some CNAs I worked with years ago when they did, like, 30 days. I thought that was insane. And then you did 57. I was like, but then you kind of says, I'm going to try to reach 100. And then you did. You yeah. Know? I was like, is that kind of what made you kind of, once you have a goal set, that's why you kind of just kept going? Well, what, what was happening is there was one time I was talking to you, and, you know, of course, you know, I would, had been working all this time. Right. And at work on my, in my office, I have a little whiteboard. And I had on there August 9th, 2021, last day off, complete day off. So August 9th was your last day off. Yep. Wow. That, that was actually when I came back from visiting my nephew for his birthday. Oh, wow. And I think I was gone what, about four days or something. That Maybe it was a week or something. I, I don't remember how many days I was gone, but that was my last complete day off. So you worked from, put this in perspective, August 10th, 2021 to... March 3rd? No, uh, 2nd. March 2nd, 2022. Put that, think about that for a minute. And it, I, w- I would like to, I would love to say it was all 8 hours or 12 hours every single day. It wasn't that many hours every day. Sure. I mean, I'd have like 3 hours or 4 hours here and there on the weekends. But it's a simple fact that I was clocking in every single day. And having to go there every day. Even if you for 1 hour, you're still going there. Yep, you know. That, um, wow. But it was at that point when I, I think you had asked, how many days have you worked? Right. And I actually went through our, because we had this screen in for COVID every day. Sure. And I counted back how many days it was. Oh, my gosh. So I started putting on the calendar. And there was days where I'm like, I think it was around day 80. That I was like, man, I need a day off. I'm getting irritated easy or you know whatever it's just i'm i'm done i'm completely done right but then i would just stop counting the days and if you don't count the days they all blend together so it was when day 100 came around that was i felt like rejuvenated oh wow really yeah like 
I just had a day off. It was day 100. I'm ready to go you know, another 100 days. Wow. And I don't know. It's, it's just weird. It's it's not that hard of a job that you, you know, mentally drain yourself. I mean, there's still those days. Sure. But it's like I can still work circles around almost everyone I work with. Sure. On day 205, I was still working circles around certain people. <laughs> so... It, that, you just stop counting the days and it just goes blends through that's that's incredible that just and yeah like you said the job you know maybe not so physically although i would admit you know i did follow you for a bit there and you know there's it is physical it definitely is you know, more physical than i thought it was actually well and what we do is it's not as physical as other buildings that i've worked in sure it's just the the walking around probably is the more that is gets tiresome sure but it's just yeah you put your plates in a certain order your glasses in a certain order go down you do the dishes and it's because like you get a cart done in 15 minutes if that by yourself remember like the facility you and i used to work with it together i know there you had the alzheimer's unit that was separated but everything else was kind of right there the kitchen was right there Mm -hmm. so that probably wasn't as much walking i guess but a lot more it was a little more physical it was. I mean, you you didn't get all your dishes all at once either. Sure. Because you had, where we worked, you know, we had our Alzheimer's unit, our regular nursing unit. Which and had then supper our, trays and what have you. Yep. Yeah. And then our basic or our assisted living. Well, every, you'd get, like, bunches of trays and stuff at a time. Sure. So it gets a little more... Um, Rep gets some done than wait kind of thing. Yeah. You just kind of... Okay, where do I start here instead of just getting everything done? Like yeah, your place. Yeah, so our place, it's even though we have less residents and dishes, I think we're doing a lot more work. Sure. Just because how we have to do it now. How it's set up. Yeah. Sure. Have things laid off from the COVID a little bit? Not as restrictive, or is it still kind of? We're open. If you if a resident has COVID up there, um, then they start doing like the COVID outbreak test. Sure. But we're not allowed to close the building anymore. Wow, they put a kibosh to that. Huh? C- CMS has said you're not going to close off the the residents to their families. Wow. And you know, mostly everyone is vaccinated. Sure. You know, nowadays it seems like the deaths have gone down. I've noticed it's not as bad. I think people, you know, vaccinations probably and even our own immunity just kind of adapting to this strange virus. So. Well, you know, next year it's. We're going to all get the COVID shot. It's just going to be our flu shot. Basically, it's just going to... I think maybe they'll combine it. I don't know what your opinion is. Maybe just into one shot, perhaps. Eventually. They will. Yeah. They will. For convenience, for, you know... And it, they're kind of similar anyway. It, you won't hear about it either. Mm-hmm. There'll be... If if you hear anything about it, it'll be a little, a little blurb, and that's it. And then you're done. Because I'm sure we'll be at war at that point anyways. So... At the rate we're going, right? Yeah. But that's for a different show. Um... So, tell me, did you ever, uh, you know, obviously you like you had the marker board and stuff. Did you have any journals or anything that you kind of wrote down, kind of your experiences? You know, I, looking back, I, I wish I would have done that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hindsight's, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know. Yeah, I could did a journal, but you know what I've been on that journal most of the time? Complaining. No. Either complaints or the same stuff every day. Sure, it would blend it together too. Yeah, and it's like nothing spectacular happened. It just happened. It was the job. Now, I remember you said correctly. You said day 100 was when the state surveyor showed up? I think it was a, um, a week after my day 100. Oh, that's when they showed up. So for those of you who don't know what the state surveyors are, there's different versions of it. But for long-term care, it's, you know, the state health inspectors come in and they... You know, a lot of people run in terror, you know, when they come. I wish people, in my opinion, would just do their job. You have nothing to worry about, really. But yeah. people act fake around them. But, yeah, they're very, you know, it can be stressful for people that don't like people being watched. So, so yeah, you kind of elaborate what that's like. Well, you know, this last uh, survey that we had, it wasn't as bad as others in the past. But keep in mind, I was working those days, too. Sure. I only had to worry about two other people. And those two people that I had to worry about when I was working during the day, they're good, strong employees. That you helps. know, they, they did their job. 
but yeah that's the stressful part is you you put all the people you train them for whatever they're supposed to do you sign off that you train them survey watches them and they do something wrong and they don't get in trouble the manager, the one that trained them, gets in trouble. trouble. Yep. And the only thing we got tagged on uh, some food, right? Temperatures. It was, it was writing the use by dates That's on food. Yeah, something like that. I remember, I remember you talking about, which really wasn't that bad. I don't think not that big a deal. Kinda well, it is, but it isn't. <coughs> it's a big deal. Well, like you said, it it's not a big deal, but it is a big yeah, deal. It's, yeah. I mean, if it was stuff that we made, that's more of a big deal than if it's frozen cookie dough. Sure. But what happened was I have I had an employee who said, well, where I worked before, we didn't have to label our frozen products with anything. Really? And I'm, I thought that was kind of weird when they told me this, but I'm like, okay, Maybe if you're going through it that quick, but you should always have something labeled because mm-hmm. you just never know. Yeah, I mean, what if I have it's what if there's chocolate chip cookies in your in the chocolate chip cookie dough in the bag, but you're looking for or oatmeal raisin, not sorry, not chocolate chip. You're looking for oatmeal raisin, and you don't find the you find the chocolate chip cookies in there. Oh, or vice versa, and someone's allergic to the other. You know, because you didn't know, because sure. the doughs do look the same. Yeah, you're not gonna tell them the dough. Yeah, you can't tell the the difference between a chocolate chip, a baked chocolate chip cookie, and a oatmeal raisin cookie right away. No, you just I'd have to bite into it probably, or you really look hard. Exactly, and yeah. if you have someone that's allergic to, not that I don't know anybody in particular, but like, allergic to oatmeal or raisins, I guess it's possible, but you know, and you know, you just kill them. Yeah. So that's that's the whole point of trying to have everything labeled and dated correctly. I think even, to be honest with you, even in your own home, depending, of course, I live with my dad, and not for much longer here, but anyway, one time, not even kidding here, we had, his, him and I just don't go through a lot of things, you know, and I'll get my own stuff, whatever. Well, here I was like going to make a sandwich, and it was that Sargento cheese. <laughs> and I, I look, I'm like, oh, there's some way in the back here. That stuff was as moldy and, just, and I looked at the date, it expired eight months prior. It's like, hey, hey, Dad, when did when did they start making green cheese? Yeah, green cheese, and like, and he's like, oh, yuck. Yeah, and it was never even open. It just expired, and it was just old, and it was like, oh, yuck. So, yeah, yeah, always. So, yeah, a lot of food got wasted there, too. So, it's good to, I think, label a lot of times in your own home. I mean, it's a good thing to do. So, so how old is this? Look at this. Milk is five five months old. Kind of cheese, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. Um. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. I mean, life gets away from us, and we buy all this food, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, whether you're not hungry what, one day or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're hungry for meat and cheese sandwich, and you go open that deli meat, and there's green on It's like, yep, peanut butter it is. Peanut butter it is. This sounds much better. So, enough about the work aspect. I think you covered that pretty well. Um, yeah, for now, I'm for sure, now. Some sure there's other up, things. There's other things that come up. But how does that take a toll on, because you're a married man and you have two boys. Tell me about that. Like, how does it take a toll on your married life and even in, you know, your boy's life? Because you're not home. You're gone. Well, one thing I can say is at least my wife is understanding. Sure. Now, to the listeners... Let me stress, she's understanding. Does not mean she accepts it. Does not mean she likes it. It means she understands why. Why? And, you know, my boys, you know, because they're from a previous marriage, they're, I don't, I actually had to give up a night with them because I was working all the time. Oh, man. So I used to get them every other Monday and then every other Saturday and Sunday. So if I had them on Monday... I would get them the previous Saturday and Sunday. Sure. So it was always opposite of my weekends. I actually had to work out with their mom to give up one of my Monday nights because I was working all the time. And when I'm working, they have to be with me at my job because they're not the nicest to my current wife. Oh, sure. So now I only get my kids every other weekend. 
and to this day, I still have to take them to work. They hang out with you at work then? Yep. So I suppose on the weekends that you work, have you kind of been trying to cut the days so you're not there as long? It really just depends on how the shift, how the schedule ends up. So the boys do to sit in your office, basically? Yep. Wow. Tablets and phones, sir. Tablets and phones. phones. Oh, my. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Tablets and phones and Kindles. Oh, my. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, but my eight-year-old, or he will be eight, his birthday's in April. Gosh, I can't believe that already. Yeah. April 2013 is when he was born, so he's going to be one, eight or whatever. That'll be... He he looked at me and he said, and this was just maybe a month ago, and he said, Dad, when are you going to quit your job? Ooh. Ow. Yeah. And I said... I win the lottery, son. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you quit your job, then you can spend more time with us instead of going to work. So, and I... I wasn't as hurt as, you know, some people may think. I mean, I was hurt, but I also knew that he was upset that he would have to go with me. Sure. You can understand where he's coming from, too. Yeah. But it's like, how do you explain to an eight-year-old why you have to do what you have to right. do? How do you explain to a, a kid his, his age, or even a teenager, his brother's age, that they're from that, that generation that they get the participation awards? They do entitlement. The entitlement generation. Mm -hmm. How do you explain to them how to, what it's like to earn a dollar where they're just given a dollar? Sure. They don't have to even, they're breathing, therefore they get money. Yep. Mm -hmm. They they have the allowance and back when I was around, we didn't have allowance, but if we did, my dad would have allowed us to live there. Yeah. You know, there was no, I'll pay you five bucks to take out the trash. Sure you took out the trash or it sat there until you did take it out. Exactly. Until you could stand the smell of it yourself. Pretty much. Um, so I just looked at him. I said, if I, if I don't work there, say goodbye to everything that you have. Right. Said, cause nothing's free. Right. We like living indoors. Yeah. That's you, a fact. You like having clothes on your back. You like yeah. food in your belly. You like a roof over your head with, I can't not, I can't be, I can't be a good father and a good husband and a good worker at the same time. Sure. Now, some people would rebuttal and say, well, you could probably find a job, which I know you could, where you, for instance, like a truck driver, you could be an over-the-road truck driver and still be home more than you are now and make more money. They might say that, but you also like what you do as well. And that, that counts for something. Yeah. I mean, if, if I didn't like what I was doing, you would. why would I be there? Right. Exactly. You know, and I, I. You can't chase the dollar because the dollar's always going to change. Exactly. So if, exactly. if I was getting paid less, I would still be there. I mean, I generally do like what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, the pay is nice. Sure. And the reward is sometimes you get a good reward, sometimes right. you don't, but you get something out of it every you know, day. Maybe you don't see it as much in your department, but like when I was in the nursing field there, especially with the old people, you know, you do... A lot of them, it, it does feel good when they give you a hug or they say you're doing a good job or, lo- you know, thank you. Obviously, yeah. some don't, you know, they don't care what you're doing, but, you know, it, it is rewarding. It is an encouragement to keep going. It's not about for you if that if you get that once in a while, too. I get, like, uh, well, you do a good job, Chris, and stuff like that. Sure. That's good. That, that helps. Instead of, your food sucks, you suck, get out of here, you know? Well, yeah, they still say <laughs> some, that. Some of so. that do, too, right? It's like, well, I can't help, you know, a lot of the ingredients and stuff you can't help. Well, what, and I was just saying this to someone today on my plane ride back into town. I said, I, the, the most difficult part of my job is I have to go between the generation that did home cooked meals every day, mm-hmm. the in between to the generation that Microwave. we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't have this, it's a dying breed out there it to is. learn how to cook. My, this is not a knock on my fiance, but she can't cook to save her life. But her mom, and her mom will admit this, too, that she never trained her. And you don't... You have to kind of want to learn, too. And she just... And I, I, you know, so I'm actually... Now, I'm by no means a good cook, okay? I'm okay. Really? But I am better than my fiancé at cooking. And I actually do like to cook, so... But you have to kind of want to be... You know, 
you have to kind of like to do it somewhat. Otherwise, it's, you know, let's just yeah. have sandwiches. And I get tired of that. You know, I don't know about you. I could survive on peanut butter and honey sandwiches. All day long, no problem. Yeah. That's I'm, right, sure. I'm one of those that I don't require the finer things in life. Sure. Yeah, they're nice, but why should I change who I am just to, just to enjoy the finer things in life? Sure. You're a simple man. I still watch cartoons. Yeah. They're great. It's, in my opinion, you turn on the, the TV, you have the news where Russia's invading Ukraine, all that, you know, COVID crap, crap that's going around, or you can turn into cartoons and not have a care in the world. Right. Speaking of COVID, have you noticed, like, since the Ukraine thing, it doesn't, you, yeah, COVID's not even really on the news anymore, barely? No. Human beings are very fickle. Yeah. It's whatever the, like the dog, right? You got the treat? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Whatever's the here and now is what they want. Sure. Have coworkers given you a hard time about, you know, not spending time with your family? Any of them? No. Yeah. The, and I don't know, I want to say that they want, they care for me, but I don't think that's the case. I think in some respects they do, but it's, are they saying it because they genuinely care or are they just saying it because that's what someone should say? You know, I, I have a sister who said, well, I'll never work that many days. Well, the, it's like, true. well, that's okay. That's fine. But, yeah. you know, going back to, you know, working all the time or, you know, how, how it affects relationships. Do you ever have people say this about the military? No, I never hear that. Yeah. But, I mean... At least not publicly. I mean, I'm sure there's there's parts of the job that sucks, mm-hmm. you know, and as far as that relationship goes. But when your loved one goes overseas for six months to a year to two years, you get up and leave them because right. that's their job? I have a friend, this kind of ties into this somewhat, but his brother, the wife, which I thought was really scummy of her. So during the 9-11 attacks, he's got an older brother that's in the military. He just so happened, was finishing one of the, he was a tour in Afghanistan, and he was coming home, and then the 9-11 attacks happened, and he re-enlisted to go back and help fight, I mean, be patriotic. She left him then. I guess that was really scummy, you know. You've been there too long, you know. She knew she was getting herself into it, you marry a military person. Yeah. You know. It's, I don't know, you know, we were, you know, regardless of what your belief is in the God, Jesus, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, we were put on this earth for a reason. Sure. If we were to not have to do anything whatsoever and everything was given to us, then there would be no such thing as jobs and money. That's true. But when we're put here to do physical labor Mm -hmm. of any sort, you know... The sweat of our brow. Yeah, if... If I don't do any work, I should not eat. I agree 100%. And that, you know, that's a problem. You know, especially now the government really did that a lot with COVID, even worse. It already was a problem before, but now it's even worse. Like, people just, oh, I, you know, government's paying me more money. Logically, logic would dictate, yeah, they were paying them more money to stay at home than to work. Of course, logically, you're going to say, well, of course, I'm going to stay home. Why would I work for less? You know, that's yeah. dumb, you know? Yeah, and when we were going through our COVID post-COVID pandemic type era while we're still going through it, Mm -hmm. we had a talent, uh, hiring talent person, a talent advisor or whatever. scout type. Yeah. Advisor type person. Yeah, and he's, this gentleman said, well, we expect it to get better. And I just, I sat there and I laughed. And he looked at me and said, why why are you laughing? You know, I had a room with the rest of my coworkers, uh, colleagues, managers, and I said, have you ever heard of the why we don't feed the bears at the pick, at the campgrounds? He said, if you feed the bears the food at your campsite, they're going to keep coming around. Right. The second you stop feeding them is the second you get problems. Yep. What are we doing now? You're giving free money for them to not do anything. Right. And now you're going to take that money back and saying, you have to go get a job. You have to earn it now. And, and, as, and you're going to make less than you did. Yeah, and as far as I know, I I don't think they stopped that. 
not they've eased up on it, but I don't think they did right. I don't think they even stopped it. How, and how many times did they say they were going to stop it? They, a lot. And they keep. They know better well, not to. We'll do another two weeks. And yeah. that, like if you guys never shut down the nation in the first place, you wouldn't have this problem. Yes, people will have gotten sick. Yes, people will have died. People will have gotten sick and died without COVID in the first exactly. place too. Newsflash: People die. Yeah, we're not made to live. Yeah, we're forever. not immortal. Yeah. Can I, can you call up George Washington on the phone right now? No. Ah, wrong. Can't do it. I I don't want to talk to him. He chopped down my cherry tree. <laughs> was that him or was that Abraham Lincoln? That was him. Abraham Lincoln just, uh, well, he should never went to the Ford Theater. That's all yeah, I... exactly. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth. That, you know, I'm shocked, actually. This is going to be sarcastic, but I'm shocked that they all of a sudden have revisionist history where, oh, Abraham Lincoln... It wasn't John Wilkes Booth who actually killed him. You see, John Wilkes Booth actually had COVID and it corrupted his mind. Well, who knows? That could be coming out. That would be coming out. I, I gave them an idea now. Crap. You know? But it's... That's just the w- world we live in. I mean... We... My dad always said, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you. He's right. So... I don't bite the hand that feeds me. I work to get that food. Sure. And Oh, by the way, with that talent scout or agent guy, what did he say after you told him that story? He just kind of, and everyone else said, well, you don't have to be such a Debbie Downer. And I said, well, think about it. Yeah. Just, I'm just being, you're just being realistic. Yeah, I mean, you plan for the worst and hope for the best. You don't plan for the best because if you always... If you set your sights so high, you're always going to be disappointed. Sure. And I'm not saying that someone needs to just set their sights so low. Right. I mean, you don't have to have a low standard, but you need to have somewhat of a, not the highest standard, but somewhere in between knowing that you're not going to get there. Right. And if you know you're not going to get there, then you're not going to be disappointed when you don't get there. Exactly. You know, like... uh there's a nursing home here in town. You know I'm talking about, the one that just opened up their big one. Now, they got a sign outside the old one, you know, 22 bucks an hour for the evening shift. Even there, they still can't get people to come in. No. Because we don't have the generation that cares. They don't care. They don't care. The generation that's... And, you know, I may, I may get flack, you know, later from listeners, whoever listens to this... Many. Yeah, hopefully many. Uh, we. We can retire. <laughs> yeah, kidding. the generation that we are in now, I believe, is the last working generation. Like with you and I. Yep. And even that's not a good, strong foundation. No. no. Because you have this sense of entitlement. You know, they think they can make money playing Fortnite off of yeah. YouTube. Sure. And not get a real job. Right. I don't care who anyone, what anyone says. Playing games is not a real job. Right. Now, if you're doing, if you're playing games to find the bugs in the game, if you're a game developer, a game tester, that's one thing. Right. But if you're just getting on and you're saying, oh, I think I'm going to go down this road and I'm going to blast this guy out of the seat and you're putting it on Twitch or whatever, that's not a real job. That's not a real job. Just because your room, you know, the room smells like sweat... Like a, a, a what, what, what's the thing? Yeah, a sweatshop. <laughs> um, a sauna? No, there's, every time I went to a GameStop back home. <laughs> oh, I'm just talking about the smell. It's that nerdy, overweight. B.O. smell. B.O. smell yeah. that just sits there. If that's what your work environment wants, if you want your work environment to be that way, then fine. Right. Go play Fortnite. Play Fortnite, right? Yeah. But if you want that supermodel girlfriend, not gonna. You need to get out there and get your hands dirty, sir. You do. I mean, yeah, maybe there's what there's gamer girlfriends out there. They're only gonna be around as long as as your numbers are high yeah. on your your Twitch channel or whatever. Exactly. And so, to all those people that are making money off of Twitch or or YouTube, saying you know playing pranks or their games you know your logan pauls or whatever sure they're not they're not idols they're not no they they're influencers in the bad way they are 
a lot of them have a very uh, misguided way of what life is too. You know, they're very self-centered. It's all about yep. me and you know their own warped view of life. And it's not going to last. You know, and, it comes to an end. And America or the nation, the world, put that view into them. They did. I've you know have you ever seen this on YouTube? I find this to be extremely annoying. As far as yeah, the, you know, the, the let's plays are stupid. I don't like those. But the people will now comment like they'll actually have a they'll have like let's say a trailer movie comes out for a movie. And they'll watch it, and it shows them on camera. I think that, and they're, they're reacting. I said, "What a stupid!" When I first saw that, I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah. What the the first people I really did that was Roger and was it Ebert or something? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay, your movie critics. Yeah. Guess what? I can have Mister Roger watch the let's say the new Batman. Sure. Which I know, Koi, you just saw that. Exactly. Which, Very good. But I can have someone watch Batman and tell me how it is and ruin the whole film. Sure. I'll still go watch it if I want to watch it. Exactly. Because my likes are going to be different than your likes and vice versa. Exactly. So why people pay people to show their reactions is just... I don't want people to care what critics think anyway. Because we're... uh, Humans are always... I think it all stems from the Garden of Eden. Sure. Because Adam and Eve, when they bit into that apple, what did they do? After they bit the apple? After they bit the apple. They felt shame. They hid themselves because they were afraid of what God would think of them. That's true. That's true. And we're still doing it today. That's true. There's a movie. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe not. It's actually a Vin Diesel movie. Not many know about it. called Babylon AD. You ever heard of it? I watched part of it, but I didn't watch it all. But I do know of well, it. So that movie is like universally panned. Like almost everybody I know hates it. A friend of mine and I went to it on opening weekend. I actually that was really good. <laughs> there you go. You know. Well, See. Well, let's take a look at the Super Mario Bros. movie from what was it ninety three. Happen to like it. It's dumb, yeah. but it is the stupidest movie out there. Right. But guess what? It was entertainment. It was. And if I was entertained by it, then I say it's a success. And it's quotable, too. Exactly. Cooper was awesome. Yeah. He looked like Donald Trump in that movie, just, didn't he? Just a little bit. He did. Can't go wrong with Dennis Hopper. But, you know, the generation, you know, the lacking of generation, you know, that's one of the reasons you ended up working so long, too. It's just the fact there's just nobody out there. Yeah. It, the work... I have a I have a strong belief that nursing homes are not going to be around in 10 years. I happen to agree 100%. And the reason I say that is because, A, you don't have your, your CNAs, your nurses. They just don't want to do it. They Yeah, they don't want to do it. They want to go to the hospital. They don't want the more money. Yep. They don't want that person-centered care. Sure. Um, and the fact that with the pandemic happened... Are you going to put your dad in a nursing home with the chance that there's a pandemic and you're closed off from seeing him and then he ends up dying? Yeah, not worth it. Whether it be dying because of the pan or the disease or right. broken heart or falling and breaking a hip, you know? Right. So I think you're going to see more of the nursing home side go to wasteland or sure. wayside. More home care type thing. It'll be more home care and then more... Your nursing homes that you have now, depending on the building and how they're set up, will just be seen as like adult daycares. Adult daycares slash maybe a rehab facility yep. for some case, you know. It, you know, I know uh, you had, are you still planning on training <coughs> for CNA, the fill-in thing? I've been trying to do that, but my phone will not go into the next oh, sure. video. Might have to do it on the computer then, huh? Yeah, and it's... I don't have time to do it that way, but sure. that's still my goal. Sure. You know, somebody, like, I can relate being a, I had been a CNA for so long, you know, why people, people I've worked for years, you know, why they got out of it, too. It's the same reason as I did. You just, the the quality of the staff, you know, it is, that's, that job is based on a team, you know, and yours, yours is too, but, you know, more so in there, and it just got to be, you know, the lack of people not caring, standing. I mean, a lot of times you see CNAs, you see it yourself. You see just standing around on their phones, yeah. not answering lights. And then if you're the good worker, you just get tired of that. You know, I realized one day, this is almost a year ago when I was at a different facility, when I got out of nursing finally, 
I realized that this is not going to end. It's just going to get worse. And then I just had enough. You just get tired of being... You get tired of having to do everything all the time. Yeah, people, well, you know, I was well-liked, yes. But it's still... Inside, I got... I guess you call it anxiety, is what it would be. And just and that's really a lot of nurses and CNAs, too. Just got too much. Yeah. Just can't do it no more. And, you know, I... Putting on your scrub when you're a nurse or a CNA, it's a work uniform. Sure. It's not a Halloween costume. <laughs> Meaning, you know, people shouldn't be looking as, oh, I'm a nurse, like you that. know, like a slutty nurse for Halloween. Yeah. When you become a CNA, a nurse, dietary, maintenance, where, whatever you do, if you're in a building like what we work in, I don't care who you are, your boss is that resident. You, in so many terms, become that resident's bitch. You, you really do. That's a perfect analogy. And you're some, essentially a slave, in a sense. Yeah, and some people they they can't handle that. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that when Jane Doe has she suffers from dementia calls you every sort of name in the book and then the next very next day she's the sweetest thing to you mm-hmm. they can't differentiate that that person has a disease right so instead of accepting that they have a disease accepting the fact that you're not going to have rosy days every single day that you go to work they they take it to heart and they cry about it right you can't you can't have such a soft attitude towards that job. You, you have to build up some sort of wall. You do. You can't, you can't go into a, a job like that, whether a doctor, policeman, firefighter, anything where you're dealing with human relations, mm-hmm. human emotions. That's Guess true. what? That person's going to die someday. That could have been the best person that you've ever had, the most sweetest person you've ever dealt with. They are going to pass away. They are. No matter what you do in that job, you cannot save them. Yeah, you could you could care for them as much as you want. Make sure they eat the most healthy food. They're still going to die. Yep. And people still take it to heart. They do. Which I'm not saying you can't. Sure. I mean, yeah. It, there, there's a fine line. If you don't take it to heart, then you're just seen as a a, robot. a hard ass or whatever. Sure, a cold. A cold, sure. you know, no heart beating type of person. Mm-hmm. But if you take everything to heart, you're no good to them anyways either. Sure. That's true. You can't be sobbing over somebody that, yeah, yeah, you developed a relationship with them. But you knew going in that you are not God. You're going exactly. to lose this person. Sure. Whether it be today or 10 years from now, you will lose this person if you're still there. Sure. I learned that actually at a, when I first started back when I was 16 as a CNA. The first like three that died on me, I took really hard. And then I learned, I'm like, if I want to survive, I can't keep doing this. And so I kind of just, not you know what I mean, kind of closed off, but not, you know, I still cared about them. But you know what I mean? Very, there was a few, though, once in a while that would make you crack, you know, but very seldom. Yeah, and I, I actually uh, was going through some of my stuff here the other day and there was a resident I can give her first name I won't give her last name but her her name was Eleanor and she was (laughs) when when my oldest son was born I had I had a relationship with this resident at my previous job and where I lived previously okay she uh she liked to joke around I would give her a hard time she would give me a hard time I would go on my days off up to work to play bingo with the residents and put puzzles together. Oh, wow. Yeah. On my free time, I'd go on the the uh, Christmas light tour with them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wasn't paid. Just did you because, to do it. you know, I'm here for them. I enjoy yeah. doing that. Sure. But she took a turn for the worse, ended up going to the hospital, um... And my wife at the time was pregnant with our firstborn. I went up to the hospital when I, you know, heard she was in the hospital because she'd go to healthcare and then went to the hospital. I went up and visited her and I said, or no, she came back to, to healthcare and I went into her room 
And I said, you have to pull through this because I have a little boy coming and I would like you to meet him. Oh, wow. You wouldn't believe it, but she pulled through. She did. She actually came off hospice. And I think she lived a good year or two after that. Wow. And then she got sick again and, you know, went in the hospital. And I got her like a a little bunny rabbit, stuffed bunny rabbit. And a, a rock that said friends forever or whatever. It's like a little a garden thing oh, that sure. you could put in. And while well, she passed away at the hospital, but I got that stuff back. Oh, you did? And I was told that when she passed away, she was holding that bunny rabbit. Oh, really? So I got the last thing that she was holding. Oh, man, you're going to be teared up listening to this story. So, <laughs> and it was sad, but when you're working in this type of environment, you should see the warning signs right away. Sure. The fact they're in the building. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Pretty much. <laughs> so when you, you know, when you go on hospice, your days are numbered. Sure. You know, they don't put you on hospice because you're going to live forever. Yeah, exactly. It's not some fun to do. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always going to be those that catch you off guard. Like, wow, I didn't expect her to go or him sure. to go. But yeah, some people just died in their sleep. Yeah. It's like, but you have to safeguard your heart to a point to get anywhere in this job exactly and that's what i've had to do you know even work in 205 days i could let my anger get the best of me i could went off the hinge at so many points sure i've heard stories of uh managers in the past that have worked in my position they would be up in the uh daily meetings you know the morning meetings bawling crying their eyes out because it's so hard the staff aren't listening they would just yell at the staff whatever i just laugh because at the end of the day what are you gonna do right nothing someone says well chris you need to make your your staff come in i'm like yeah i could but at the end of the day i can't force them to come to work yeah so what do you do then yeah well then you fire them okay then we're out of a, a yeah a worker at it at the end of the day, we still don't have that worker. Yeah. Either they're fired or they didn't come yeah. to work. And then you ask that person that says that, who do you want to replace them with? There's nobody there that wants to do this. Yep. You know? I heard something on, um, this was a couple of guys, they kind of got their own YouTube podcast. And they kind of, they've, I've actually watched them for about a year and a half now, and they predicted stuff. And they talked about one thing that they're predicting is that eventually, I'd heard rumors of this too, that Biden wants to create a separate branch of the military, create another branch, which basically would be healthcare only, like nursing home, basically, which would be a disaster. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think, well, we could just, because that's what um, they were doing in New York. I Gen- heard that. General Chris, we need you. In- <laughs> General Chris, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the thing is, you know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of people to join the military then. It, like, if they get, because <clears throat> I doubt you get people to volunteer for that. You might get a few. But they're going to end up pulling randomly from the other departments. You know, okay, Marine, you're going to play bingo with Grandma now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I need to be, I'm, I'm trained to do all this. Not too bad, you know? You're, you're going to have another draft, draft type scenario. Well, it's a good thing we're too old. Yeah. That's one good thing about being in the mid, mid-30s, right? Yeah. But, but then again, they, life expectancy has grown So they might a, up a it lot, to 40? So, yeah. But, you know, it's... That's why, like, when the government says, oh, we can fix it, it's like, if you, your idea is to have the military fill in those roles. That's a stupid idea. That's not fixing anything. That's putting a Band-Aid on it. Actually, it's not even doing a very good job. That's putting on a little dinky, those small Band-Aids you put on a little thumbprint one, you know? Yeah, so we're going to have another branch of the military with a military idea is, you know, they're going out defending yours and my freedom or... You know, defending some other country's freedom that, you know, is allies with us. And you're going to have them come in and change the pens and everything? Yeah, it's not. That's not what a military's for. No, they're not. They're meant to defend. What if, God forbid, the Chinese and the Russians, both at the same time, would show up on our doorsteps? Ting, ting, can't go wow. Can't go wow, right? They're going to, is like a Marine going to stop and say, excuse me, guys, hold on a second. I'm I busy have to feed yeah, Miss... Yeah. 
Miss Eloise over here. Yeah. Can we wait about five months? Can you come back? They're going to go, yeah, absolutely. We'll just sit here. <laughs> yeah, it's... If the government wanted people to do things, they would have stepped in when Instagram came out, when Facebook came out, when YouTube came out, when all these influencers came out. Mm -hmm. When your Kardashians came out, the government should have stepped in and stopped that. Yeah. Because those Kardashians, those Logan Pauls, all those other people are training our new people to not do anything. Exactly. Almost pretty good. Um, so... The government's not going to be able to fix it. No, they're not going to fix it. Um, I know... Now, I don't know what your opinion on this, but like, I didn't, never used to believe it, but I've kind of looked at it now more than ever, at least in North Dakota. Because it never used to be that bad here. Even probably even in South Dakota, the nursing homes were probably pretty good, weren't they, for a long time? At one point, you know, your your nursing homes were Decent. the best jobs that you could get. Right, they were. Pay-wise like, and... Yep, because, you know, the nursing homes tend to pay better than minimum wage at the time. Oh, yeah. When I started working back in 2004, I can't tell you what minimum wage was. I want to say it was around six or something. Sure. I got seven ninety two. In 2004, it was it probably was six something, yeah. And then when my sister started four years after them after me, she started out with like a nine dollar, you know, which was still higher than the minimum wage. Sure. So now you, the government has upped minimum wage to 15 Sure. Or I think that's what it's at now. Mm -hmm. So now you're forcing all these people to have $15 an hour wages right out of the bat. Sure. Which I'm okay if it was $12 right. an hour. So but 15 that's that's almost management type money i mean it in is. some in some cases. cases yeah when i started as a cna in 2002 at the place you and i used to work at that minimum wage was 515 an hour i remember that that's what it was and now it's Jeez. seven something now i don't know what it is now seven something i think it's only seven something it hasn't really gone up that much it really hasn't well now it's got to be 15 that they're paying 15 so it's probably at least that so i started at 950 but if you did evening differential you got ten fifty, so I was like, "Wow, that's you know that was nice compared to being you know the previous job I had was at Dan's Supermarket, mm -hmm. which you know I was like I had to work like triple the amount just to equal a day's worth there, you know." Yep. So that was pretty sweet, but you know as time went on, they never really, from what I've been told at the place we worked at, you and I, uh, this unknown medical facility, <laughs> I think from what I've heard without experience. For CNAs, I think it's like fifteen seventy something. I'm guessing it's the same as you guys. Yep. Whatever it is. So where my fiance works at, you know what they start them out at? They're almost twenty one bucks an hour without experience. Where do you think they're gonna go? <laughs> you yeah. know? Gee, I wonder where they're gonna go. And who's gonna pay for it? Right. Who's gonna pay for it? That's a lot of money. So all these people, yeah, we want fifteen dollars. We want $20 an hour. Well, okay, you want $20 an hour to flip a burger sure. at McDonald's where you guys aren't even cooking the burger to begin with. Sure. You're heating it up. It's all frozen patties from Cisco or U.S. Foods because I can get the same damn thing. Right. You drop the fries. You're not even making your fries from scratch. You want $20 an hour? to do that. Who's going to be able... Who's supporting that $20 an hour? Right. I have a brother, the company. The, the yeah, company? No. Exactly. It's going to be you and me... Our dollar menus are now going to go up to five dollar menus. menus. Yeah, that'll be considered a good deal. Yeah, I have a brother that worked at McDonald's for a few years, like three or four years, and I asked him this not that long ago. I said, "So I'm talking about? I said just the, the bottom of the barrel McDonald's employee because a lot of them want to make twenty bucks an hour." I said, "What do you think they're worth?" And he laughed. He said, "Maybe eight or nine at the most." He said, "I'm not kidding." Because all you have to do is yeah. hit a button. All you just hit a button. He said, "It's." He said, "It's actually a really easy job. It's not hard." But he said they're not. He said that's not worth ten bucks an hour. Now, if you had to deal with your Man, yeah. quote unquote Karens and your Susans, sure, you know because customers always right to a point. Yes, they are, you but you don't need to be pay. snotty to them. Yeah, hazard then, pay. You could pay them. Yeah, it that it becomes that hazard pay. Yeah, and that should be reflected on the customer that's causing such a big deal. Mm -hmm. You want to be a bitch in my store. Instead of a dollar menu, you're now going to pay me $5 for your little double cheeseburger yep. 
and small drink because of all the hassle that you've caused me. Right. All the time that I've taken to deal with your little whatever it was. The little spat she had. Yeah. That's going to go on the customer. So if if nursing homes are going to start charging 20 or paying $21 an hour for inexperienced CNAs. Yeah. Okay, great. But guess what? Your loved one now has to pay how many thousand more a month? Quite a bit. Because they don't get grants. Where's this money coming from? That's what I want to know. China's not going to be giving us any money. The only thing I could think of where they're... Even then, I still wonder, because at the, that place, they do 12-hour shifts. So they did effectively eliminate a position. But they still need the staff, you know. So I don't get where they're really coming out ahead. You know, I They won't. I mean, right now, they're probably coming out ahead, you know. Oh, yeah, we got all these people... But guess what? $21 an hour, $40, 40 hours a week. They work even two hours more. How much more are they getting an hour now? Sure. I wonder something funny. So my fiance makes, it's basic, it's either, I think it's 27 bucks an hour now. They gave her a nice raise. As an, she's an LPN. I have a friend who graduated after my fiance. He's an LPN also. He moved down to Colorado. He works at an assisted living. This is mate. This is not a contract job. This is a regular. You know, he does work the weekends. He does like a rotation. I don't know what it is, but he does eight, eight hours a day. He does forty hours. He makes forty five dollars an hour. Not even kidding. He actually showed me the stub. <laughs> I was like, he he actually when he got a call, he put out some on Indeed or whatever, and he was like looking for jobs, you know. And he thought it was a scam. Well, I, I would too. Maybe forty. He laughed. He said, what idiot would pay? And sure enough, he's like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> he's like, he said, 40, that's not worth, that's like administrator money, you know? He's like, yeah. He's like, 45 bucks an hour. Like, dude, that, he says, I don't do anything. I said, I, you know, it's assisted living. He'll pass a little bit. Actually, I got a CMA. I just, I just, I'm a glorified babysitter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The, you're paying more for a job that hasn't changed in yeah. 10 years. Right. Just because you can't find people to work. Sure. And you can't find people to work because people don't want to work. Exactly. And you got politicians like, like our current president. I don't like when he says that, you know, it's bargaining chipping out for you guys, you know. Well, is your labor really worth all of a sudden, you know, at McDonald's worth 40 bucks an hour? Is it really, president? You know? I mean... And you can see on Facebook if if uh, McDonald's is going to charge twenty dollars an hour to flip a hamburger, then your CNA should get charged or paid forty dollars an hour to flip your grandma. You know, I've I've seen that. Yeah, it's like that's not the idea that we should be going with either. No, you should be paid whatever your skills are. Mm -hmm. If you're pushing a button, I don't think you should be getting twenty dollars an hour. I agree. I'm sorry. Unless you're running the store, you do not need twenty dollars an hour right. to push a button for the fries to get lowered. Sure, you just don't need it. Now, if you're taking care of an actual human being, actual life, I can understand paying more, but still not forty dollars an hour. Exactly, exactly. Where, where's this money going to come from? It's always going to come back Watch. to where's this money going to come from? And I haven't thought about you know that place that my friend is at. I'm like, what kind of... My grandpa, when he was at Touchmark here in Bismarck, he was paying almost $7,000 a month. And those guys, you know, those CNAs were not making, and the LPNs were not making that, not even close. Maybe 21, 22. I'm thinking, what are they paying there down there? Like, nursing home money? Like, you know, $15,000 a month just to live in a... That's for the retirement home? No yeah, way, it's, you know? It boggles my mind. It does. It's, it's a recipe for disaster, I'm telling you. Um, and there was something I was going to say, I can't remember what it was now, but... If it comes back, just... I, yeah, if it comes back, I'll just blurt Jinsaki it out. would say, well, circle back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this has been... I think we got covered quite a bit today. Um, and and I think it's just the tip of the, the iceberg. iceberg here. Yeah, this is... I really liked how this went. This one felt much more natural than the first time we tried one, so... The first one we kind of did, for those of you that actually listened to those, I think that they might be on somewhere. They're um, on Spotify. I still... That's Spotify, right? I have them. Oh, that's funny. They're still on Spotify. Uh, you know, we'll start... We'll talk about wrestling and stuff, too, because that's one of our passions. You know, we don't really watch it like we used to, but kind of from afar, you know. But 
Right now, we're still kind of... This is uncharted waters for us. But I like how this kind of more... I put this under, like, the leisure. Like, is that kind of what it is? Just a leisure. Just talk. I mean, it's really a smorgasbord. If there was, like, a smorgasbord option, that's what I would put it under. That's what it is. You know, it's a bit of everything. So, we'll talk about movies. We'll talk about wrestling. You know, anything. Topics. Politics. Um, work. You know, as far as, like, how this working situations are going. Um, there's a lot to talk about, you know. And, uh, you know, if there's a death in the family, we can always kind of elaborate on that person or something. Or, you know, I got a grandpa that's... I mean, that guy's been... Uh, avoiding death for a while but <laughs> he's still kicking but um other than that um i got a bachelor party coming up we can probably do a maybe do a podcast there actually uh, that'll be a two-night extravaganza so um other than that and then a wedding but we won't do any podcasts at the wedding but <laughs> on time for that the, fi- oh, the fiance went like that oh you man. could you do a solo one <laughs> your, your fiance would kill yeah. you you come up to the head table and start talking and hey what's going on so yeah um other than that that is a wrap folks